our podcast going and I hope everybody can see well I'm going to move the um I'm going to move the words out of the way because I can't see and I know that sometimes that gets in the way amen so grace and peace and god bless you to everybody thank you guys for joining us on tonight uh tonight i'm going to talk about this is part two of launching your ministry amen and tonight we're going to be talking about when god keeps you hidden and so we want to thank god for everybody that's joining us by facebook um um, on Facebook Live and on a podcast by Spreaker and iHeartRadio and Spotify. Um, I want to thank God also on tonight for um, for the Prophets Teaching Group, Amen, and Apostle Cox and Prophetess Cox. Thank God for them uh, just opening the way for us to be able to broadcast with them on tonight as well. Um, I want to be able to share with you on tonight, and I hope y'all got a pen and paper ready. If not, you're gonna have to come back so you can get your pen and paper, um, you know, and and probably take down some notes because I'm gonna cover a couple of things. I know that we often have times that we are looking for God to launch our ministries forward and for us to be able to go forth and walk in the power of God. And those things are just, you know, it's wonderful. And we thank God for being able to walk in the ministries that he's called us to. But what do you do when you got a word from God? You know what I'm saying? We talked about some points on last week, but what do you do when you got a word from God and the Lord has spoken to you about going forth in ministry and, 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 and you walking in what he has called you to walk in, but nobody sees you. You know, Nobody knows you exist. Nobody even knows what you're doing. They didn't get wind of it. Nobody has no idea of, you know, of who you are or that your ministry exists. What do you do when God keeps you hidden? Amen. And we want to talk about what obscurity is and being in an obscure place, because I'm going to tell you something that is part of your ministry, your preparation, what God has to do in your life. I want to read a verse of scripture to you from Proverbs 25 and verse 2. We're going to start there and I'm going to go over a couple of points. Amen. But let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for the entrance of your word because it brings light. And so tonight we ask you, Lord, that you will release light and illumination, God, and revelation on tonight. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. We bind the hands of the enemy. We come against, oh God, any uh, disturbances, God, in the technology on tonight. Father, we pray that you would teach by your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God that I believe that tonight people hearts are going to be encouraged. Let's look at Proverbs 25 and verse 2. And want to thank God for all the pastors and all the leaders. And listen, can you just do me a favor? Can you please just hit the share button and, 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 and share to other groups, share to other networks that you might be in, um, share on your page if you possibly can, because we want this to be able to be a blessing to other people. Now, this could be for ministry, what we're going to talk about. We're talking about launching your ministry, but again, as I said to you on last week, this can pertain to your business or to your ministry. Okay. So I want you to get this because this is going to, um, maybe challenge you. And, and then again, it may bless you. I'm hoping that it blesses you and encourages you, but also that it challenges you as well. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 25 and the second verse. And it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of Kings is to search out a matter. So tonight when we're talking about, there are times that 
that God will hide you. There are times where God is preparing you. He is making you. He has called you to what he has, you know, anointed you to do. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we may not even know exactly, exactly what that is, but we just know that there's something that God has for us to do. But it seems like we just can't get to it. Seems like nobody knows that we're there. You may be wanting to start your business, but for whatever reason, you're not having a good, you know, go at it. It's not being successful at the moment for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? And you don't have good con uh, uh, clients, you know what I'm saying? And you don't seem to be making any money, you know what I'm saying? Listen, what do you do when it's not your season or your time? How do you keep going when you know that God has said to you that I'm going to do this through you. I'm going to raise you up to do this. I'm going to open doors for you to do whatever it is that he said he's going to open the doors for you to do, but it's not your season and it's not your time. How do you handle your seasons of, of, of obscurity? How do you handle being hidden when on the inside you feel like somebody should see who you are? <laughs> And I know, I know that that's difficult for some of us because some of us have visions of grandeur. Some of us feel like God has called us to every nation that is on the earth. Some of us feel like God is going to launch our businesses. We're going to be uh, uh, millionaires, but we haven't even made $5 yet. Listen, I want you to be able to handle your seasons of obscurity because obscurity is part of your call is part of making you who God called you to be. You can't be a sign and a wonder until, you know what I'm saying, you know how to hide out in the wilderness first. God cannot put you on the mountaintop until you've learned how to live life in the valley. You have to be able, amen, to to endure those seasons of being obscured, being hidden, nobody knowing you, nobody coming to your rescue, nobody helping you, nobody standing alongside of you, nobody else helping to push your vision, nobody else, you know what I'm saying, being there with you to encourage you and strengthen you. You have to be able to endure all of those things before you get to the mountaintop. And for most of us, what we like to do is we like mountaintop experiences, but we want to shun the valley. We love for God to put us on front street and for God to open doors for us and for we want to travel, we want to preach, we want to we want to release the word of the Lord, we want to prophesy. But how do you handle when there are no doors opening? There, there, your phone is not ringing. Nobody's inviting you anywhere. Come on here, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. And that brings us to this verse of scripture in Proverbs 25. We said it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is his glory to keep you hidden. <laughs> oh my God. Hallelujah. He gets pleasure. Now see, we talk about all the things that God gets the glory out of. Listen to me, honey. He gets glory out of concealing what his plan is. He gets glory out of keeping you hidden. He gets glory out of keeping you in a place where everybody can't see you yet. Everybody doesn't know you yet. You might be anointed. You might be called. You might be full of the power and the glory of the Lord, but nobody knows who you are because you are hidden. It is his glory to keep you hidden. Amen. But it says it's the honor of kings. Amen. To search out a matter. It is left to you to have the heart, the mind, the mentality, and the spirit to be able to search out why he is having you go through this season of obscurity, this time of being hidden.
And I know that for some of us, you know, this is a, that's usually a difficult season for us because what happens to us is that we want what God says now. He said it today, but we want it, we want it yesterday. And it's hard for us to wait on those periods of God revealing us. It's hard for us because, you know, especially in this, this, this time of social media where people are, 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 you know, blowing up, so to speak, and, and videos are going viral and people are being known all over. They getting known for sitting down and eating food. Come on here, somebody. And here we are trying to do what God called us to do. And here nobody don't even know who we are. Listen, you still got to be able to launch in your obscurity. Even when people don't know who you are, even if they don't know your name, even if you're not a household name, even if they never, ever, 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 did I say ever, ever heard of who you are, you still have to be able to search out that thing that he has anointed you for, that thing that he's put you in the wilderness for. Why am I talk why am I telling you that? Because we have several examples of this. When you read the scripture, we see how Moses was hid in the wilderness for 40 years. And actually he did more than one stint in the wilderness. Come on here, somebody, being hidden. Amen. For his purpose. Look how God raised him up in power, but then removed him from his powerful place and took him on the backside of the desert so that he can teach him, so that he can train him, so that he will be able to recognize God when he saw him. We got to be able to endure times like that. Because what you have to understand and you don't have to have to understand is you might be anointed, but you're not ready. You might be called by God. You might, amen, have a word, but 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 is that word season? Have your spirit been tempered? Has God taken you through seasons of obscurity so that he can break you? So that he can, amen, hallelujah, cause you to know how to walk in obedience. So that you will learn how to, amen, lay down your life for this thing that you said that he called you to do. Are you ready for all of that? Amen. Hallelujah. How do you handle when God says, I've called you, but like David, you spent 15 years running? God, God anointed him, but he had to wait 15 years before he could sit on the throne. He was still being chased by his, by, by the king who, who he still was humbling himself and, and, and revering and honoring hallelujah and wouldn't lift up his hand against the king, wouldn't lift his mouth against the king. Come on here, somebody. Now, you know, that's a test for some of us because when we get in difficult situations, especially in church, and we feel like somebody's mistreating us, the first thing we want to do is cry out. First thing we want to do is we want to write a Facebook post. We want to tell everybody. We want Lottie Dottie, everybody to know that we've been mistreated. Somebody's doing something to us. Somebody's mistreating us. Somebody's talking bad about us. But David, <laughs> oh my God, received his anointing but couldn't sit on the throne. How do you handle when you've been anointed, but you're not sitting in that place that God said that you were called to sit, sit on. You're not being positioned. You still have to be able to walk in honor. You still got to wait on God. You still have to be able to trust God through everything that he has promised through everything that amen. You, you have heard from God. You still have to be able to wait on him and let him work on you. How do you handle it? Let's talk about John the Baptist. Here's John the Baptist preaching. Amen. Who not just preaching in the wilderness, but the Bible says he literally lived in the wilderness. He didn't eat what everybody else ate. He ate, uh, 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 
locusts and wild honey. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And his, his job, his call was for him to have to stay in the wilderness. Hallelujah. He had to stay in the wilderness until Jesus came out there. What, how do you think he felt preaching about somebody that everybody didn't recognize? You know what I'm saying? His message wasn't popular. His message wasn't something that everybody wanted to hear. His message wasn't something that, you know, that, that everybody was, was shouting and dancing and giving God, uh, uh, you know, praise about, listen, how do you handle when your met your ministry, when your ministry is in the wilderness and, 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 and not just for a season, could you handle it? If the place that he called you is in a valley, could you, would you still do what God said for you to do? Even if it's not going to be on the platform before thousands, and it's only going to be to those who walk out in the wood line to come and hear what you got to say. We have to be able to handle these seasons and these times and the divine call that is upon our life, regardless of, because what I found out is, is that what God is speaking to us and what we are perceiving are two different things. What God is saying that he wants to do through our life and the way that it manifests are two different things. We got we got visions of grandeur in our mind. We're thinking that God is going to do one thing and he got something totally different on his mind. I'm sure, I'm sure that when God spoke, amen, and said, praise God, that, that, that John the Baptist was going to be a forerunner. Who knew that he was going to be out there Amen. With a camel hair robe on. That wasn't the popular. That wasn't the popular clothing to wear at the time. Who knew that he was going to have to sit out in the wilderness and eat bugs and honey. Who knew that he was going to look like a wild man while everybody else was able to live in their sealed houses. Amen. And be comfortable. Can you handle these places of obscurity? What if that is where he called you? Will you still launch? Your ministry, will you still run with all your might? Will you still make your flyers and let everybody know who you are? Will you still run after God with all that's in your heart, with all your visions of grandeur, with all of this anointing that is upon your life? Will you still do it if you had to do it out in the wood line and nobody knew who you were? Amen. So, so I, I want to look at some of the reasons why we might be obscured. And I want to go through, through some things in the scripture because God is not going to just hide you because he don't have nothing better to do. Okay. There are reasons that God is hiding us. Amen. There is, there's reasons, you know, there are times that you can look at your children. If you have children as a parent, if you have children and you may know that your children have a certain capacity to do certain things, but they just don't have the maturity to be able to carry out what they can do. You understand what I'm saying? You know, uh, uh, just because you are old enough to drive does not mean that you're mature enough to handle the responsibility to get behind the wheel. Can I say that again? Just because you're old enough to drive does not mean that you are mature enough to be able to handle the responsibility of getting behind the wheel. Age has nothing to do with whether or not God is going to keep you or take you through a season of obscurity. How long you've been saved has nothing to do with it. How many degrees you might have has nothing to do with it. Amen. How many, how many anointed leaders you have sat under 
it's really not even a point. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a moot point. The reality is, is that we have to be able to be mature enough to handle what God puts in our hands. Can you handle the responsibility behind the anointing and behind, amen, the, 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 the place that you want to be positioned in and the place that you want to sit in? Amen. So sometimes God has a specific reason why he will allow us to be hidden or kept. Amen. From, you know what I'm saying? Man's sight. Amen. Amen. One of the things that I'm going to, let's go to the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at first Samuel real quick. Let's, let's get our Bibles and go to the book of first Samuel. We want first Samuel chapter 16. I want to read this to you. Sometimes. God, you know what I'm saying? The the reasons why we're going to go through different reasons why we are obscured. Why can't anybody see you? Why doesn't anybody know you exist? Why aren't you getting results? I mean, you praying, you fasting, you preaching, you reading the word, you doing all that God has told you to do, but it seems like you just don't, you know what I'm saying? You're just not making any headway. Let's look to the scripture. First Samuel chapter 16. Chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16. And I want to start at, hallelujah. We're going 1 Samuel chapter 16. Um, Let's start at verse 1. And I'm sure this is a familiar verse of scripture for everybody. But just for the sake of having it, let's go in and read it anyway. All right, 16 and 1. And it says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go if Saul hear it? He will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, comest thou peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and he called them to the sacrifice. Now I need you, I need you to get all of this. I need you to pay attention to this. And I know that this is a familiar verse of scripture. I know that, you know what I'm saying? This is something that we've heard time and time again. I want you to understand that sometimes even those that are anointed among us, God will hide us from those who are anointed to see us. <laughs> Can I say that again? Because it sounds like an oxymoron. There are times that God will, will, will hide us from those who have an anointing to see. They got eyes to see. Their job is to see. Samuel's job was to see. But from the beginning. From the beginning that God is speaking to him. He is already obscured in what he's supposed to do. Why? Because number one. He says go and anoint who I show you. God didn't tell him who it was before he got there. So that's the first part of David being obscured from the eyes of the prophet. Okay. And then he said, call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show thee what, sh what thou shalt do. He didn't even know what he was going to do when he got there. Just because we are around people who are anointed does not mean that they can always see. 
going to leave that there. Because you know what? Sometimes, sometimes God will purposely put us in the midst of people who can't see what we carry. <laughs> On purpose. On purpose. We will dwell with people. We could be in the midst of family members and our family can't see we are anointed. Come on here, somebody. Our friends don't see what we carry. Come on. Amen. And and we are still walking around with a promise, but nobody knows what we carry it. Okay. So Samuel did that which the Lord spake and he went to Bethlehem. Let's go to verse six. Verse six says, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Hallelujah. That's the word right there. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Let me tell you something. We This right here speaks to where we are today. This is how I know. It's going to take the eyes of the Lord and the timing of the Lord to bring us out of obscurity. For us to be able to walk in what God has called us to do. Because we are in a time now where people, they got the Facebook post. They got the Instagram post. They got the Twitter post. Everything. Their clothes looked apart. The 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 flyers looked apart. Their hair is fried, dyed, laid to the side. Their faces are beat to the heavens. Come on here, somebody. They got on Louboutins. They got on St. John suits. Amen. They got on their ties. They got everything that looks like they're the part. And some people, like Samuel, are looking at them like he looked at Eliab and said, surely this is the Lord's anointed. And it takes God to say, uh-uh, that ain't the one. Come on here, somebody. Sometimes it's going to take God to pull us out of the place behind the scenes where we've been hiding at, where he's kept us hidden. Until our time. You don't always have to run out there. God is going to bring you out at the right time. I don't care who's standing on the stage. I don't care who the prophet is prophesying to. Wait your time. Your time. Listen, we read the verse in Proverbs 25. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the honor of kings to search it out. Listen to me. We got, we get ready to see God raise up a people that's going to have to be searched out. Hear me what I'm saying. That's the word of the Lord. We are go- we are in a time that it's not going to be in what you see with your eyes. It's going to take the word of the Lord to come and reveal who is God's anointed. Who is the one with the hand of God upon their life? Because it's not about, amen, who everybody's clapping for. It's not about who everybody's opening the doors for. I'm telling you, God is bringing people out of obscurity. And this is why you got to be able to deal with your seasons of obscurity and allow him to keep you in that hidden place. Allow God to temper you. Allow God to deal with your idiosyncrasies. Allow God to deliver you from the things that you have been dealing with, that you grew up with, that you've been carrying even into your adulthood. This is what your seasons of obscurity is all about because God wants to purge you. He wants to make you ready for the people he's called you to. But if you do not endure your season of obscurity, you're going to move too fast. Stop getting mad because Samuel don't see who you are. Come on here, somebody. Don't get mad because they can't see 
You know what I'm saying? Because Eliab is standing in front of you. Because everybody's looking at Eliab and saying, Eliab is the one. He's the one that's got God's hand on his life. Surely this is God's anointed. Listen to me. God's about to bring us from the back. Come on here, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 8. And it says, Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? Listen to me. This is the hour that God is going to send a prophet that's not going to accept what everybody else is saying. Come on here. Amen. He looked at all his sons and he was like, I just don't hear God. I thought I got happy about that first one, but now I see that's not what God was saying. Listen to me. I believe that we're going to see leaders. Hallelujah. That are going to be raised up in this hour. Hallelujah. That they're going to take their time and hear God. We ain't putting you on the, on the, on the, on the platform just because you dress right. Just because you know how to say hallelujah or because you speak in tongues, right? We waiting for the word of the Lord to bring you out of your obscure place so that God can Amen. Put you on the spot so that when the word come, it's the right word. It's a timely word. Amen. And it's what the people have been waiting for. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, amen. Is there, is this all of your children? And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him. For we will not sit down till he come hither. Listen. He was not even among the gathering. Okay. Some of us, we read and we say he was behind the house. Listen to me. They went to go sacrifice, which means that they had to be up at the temple. They didn't even invite David to the gathering. How many times have you heard of people being invited somewhere that they were not the first choice? And just because they weren't the first choice doesn't mean that it wasn't a God appointment when they got there. Hear me when I say this. Get ready for somebody to call you when you wasn't the first choice. Don't get mad because they call somebody. They don't want to. I'm not going to because they called me because I'm the backup. Listen, you're not the backup. You was God's choice all along. But sometimes people don't have the vision or the hearing to really hear God. So they called the wrong person. They called somebody that they thought was going to be the one. Come on here. Amen. And God is getting ready to let somebody cancel so the door can open for you. God is getting ready to let somebody miss a flight so that the door can open for you because God is going to bring you through your season of obscurity, but you got to endure it. Come on here, somebody. You got to endure it. You got to let God do what he want to do in your life and through your life. You don't have to worry about it. Listen, didn't we see in the beginning that Eliab stood before him, Shama stood before him, Abinadab stood before him, and he still was like, uh-uh, these ain't the ones. Don't worry. You don't have to jump out before your time. Your season of obscurity has been ordained by God and when they get finished going through everybody else God's gonna open the door for you so that's point number one I know I said a lot but that's really point number one is sometimes we are obscured because God 
is the one who hid us because God is the one who hid us. Amen. Verse 12 says, it says, and he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. Listen to me. I want you to understand glory to God that before you come out of your season of obscurity, God is going to release you with an anointing. You got to have the anointing to do what he's called you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, we go through obscurity because number one, it's the will of God. God wants you to be able to be overlooked. Don't be fighting for a space, hallelujah, that he didn't ordain for you. Listen to me. If we say that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, then you got to know that your obscurity has been ordered by the Lord. Your wilderness has been ordered by God. What Nobody knowing who you are has been ordered by the Lord, but you best bet and believe, hallelujah, that when your time comes, God is going to open that door. When your time comes, I don't care who he got to move out the way, who he got to cancel, who he got to re rearrange and shift around. Baby, when it's your time to come out of obscurity, God is going to bring you out of that hidden place. Let's look real quick at 1 Corinthians. I'm on a time schedule and I want to stick to my time on tonight. Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give y'all some word and some of this stuff. If I don't get to read all the verses, then you can go back and read it in your copious free time. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12 reasons why God allows us to be obscured. First Corinthians 12. Let's look at verse 22. Okay. Look at this. Verse 22 says, nay, first Corinthians 12, 22. We're going to read 22 and 23. All right. He says, nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think, hallelujah, to be less honorable. I hope you got this highlighted in your Bible. Glory to God. Upon these we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Listen to me. There are times that we are of in obscurity because God allows people to overlook us because we don't look like we should be there. We don't look like, you know what I'm saying, an honorable part. We don't look like, you know what I'm saying, we got that anointing that other people have. But listen to me. He said those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Listen, we are, we, we are not just coming into, we are not about to come into, we are there. We are here in a time right now where we're getting, where we're getting people whose eyes are shifting off of these high and lofty folks. And we're getting, we're getting to the point where we see, uh-uh, Bring me who's been on the backside of the desert. Bring me that one, amen, hallelujah, that don't nobody know, but they got some power. Bring me that one, glory to God, that nobody, amen, is clapping for and nobody is talking about them. And ain't nobody sharing their posts. And ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying, calling their name out. And ain't nobody seeing their face on 900 flyers. Send me that one. Because I know, glory to God, this person is necessary for where we are. This person is necessary for what God is is doing in this hour. This person is necessary for where God is taking us in this hour. I'm telling you, those parts that we think are unnecessary, those people that we think are unnecessary, they don't have no place. They don't have, you know what I'm saying, what everybody else have. This is the season. 
This is the season that God is bringing them out of obscurity. This is why you got to rejoice in your time. Hallelujah. When you seem to be on the backside of the desert and it don't seem like nobody clapping and rejoicing for you, baby, your time is come. Your time is come. Not coming. Come. Deal with your season of obscurity. So God allows us to be obscured because people overlook us. Okay. Now, now I'm going to take you to something real quick. Hold on. Cause I got, I got, I got notes everywhere. That's what I got. <laughs> Amen. Listen, listen. Okay. Sometimes we are being obscured because your capacity has not yet been reached. Can I, can I say that? Can I say that again? Sometimes your capacity hasn't been reached. You're anointed. God has called you. His hand is upon your life. Yes, you preach. Yes, you prophesy. But there's still a place that God wants to bring you to before you're unveiling. And because you have not reached that place of capacity, hallelujah, amen, he has not yet brought you out of your obscurity. Amen. Sometime, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, there are different measures of anointing and responsibility that are given to us because of the fact that we have the capacity to, to handle them. And I said that to you all earlier. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, Matthew 24. Amen. Verse 14 and 15 says the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods and gave unto one five talents and another two and to another one. And he gave to every man. Listen to this. According to his several ability, some of your obscurity is about your ability. Can I say it again? Some of your obscurity is because of your ability or inability. Can you carry? Do you have the metron, the authority, the capacity? Can you carry the people where you are trying to go? Can, that is one thing to take yourself. But it's another thing altogether to be able to carry others with you. Come on here, somebody. That's a different anointing. It's, it's, it's one anointing. And one metron, one, one, one spiritual metron for you to be able to take yourself, amen, where you need to go in God. But it's a different level of authority, responsibility, and power and anointing for you to be able to take others with you. So, so let's talk about your capacity. God will give you what you can handle on your level. Are you really on the level? So you got to be able to ask yourself this. This is about self-reflection. You can't get mad at nobody else. Don't look at what somebody else is doing. Look at, do you have the capacity to carry this? Can you really carry this? Where Can you really carry somebody else? Listen, if you can't keep up with you, baby, you ain't going to be able to keep up with nobody else. So you got to be able to have the capacity to be able to do this. This word, several ability, is talking about capacity. God knows our capacity and he's never going to give us anything beyond our ability to hold it. Can I tell you that again? He's never going to give you anything that you can't hold. You know why? You know why? Because it'll be a waste of oil. It'll be a waste of anointing. It'll be a waste, amen, of, of, of the pouring of his spirit. So you got to be able to hold what he gives you. Your time in obscurity is so that you can hold 
what he has given to you. He's hiding you so you can hold it. Can somebody type that in? He's hiding me so I can hold it. That's a word right there. He's hiding me so I can hold it. He's hiding me so I can hold it. Listen, the Bible talks about in the last days that men will be incontinent. What does that mean? They can't hold nothing. Oh my God. Oh my God. They can't hold nothing. They get it, but don't keep it. They get it. But the moment they get out of the church, it runs out of them. The minute they get out of the presence of the Lord, they lose what they have received. Incontinent. We in a season of incontinent leaders, incontinent believers, incontinent people in position. Can you hold what God has anointed you with? Can you hold what he's pouring in? Or, or is he putting it in Amen. a broken cistern? Oh, my God, that's a whole nother word. That's a whole nother thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, God is not a God of waste. He's not going to give you what you pray for. He's going to give you what you can manage and what you can hold. God is not going to give you just what you pray for. I don't care what nobody else told you. I know that the scripture says, ask and it shall be given. But listen to me. When you go back to Matthew, Matthew 25 puts a caveat on that verse. Amen. Hallelujah. And it balances everything else that we have heard and everything else. Hallelujah. That we have believed because if we can't hold it, he's not giving it. Listen, if you can't hold it, he's not giving it. You got to be able to maintain what he's pouring out or else it becomes a waste. So ask yourself, what is my capacity? Come on. Come on here. Amen. Hallelujah. What is my capacity? And if your capacity, amen, is, 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 is at eight ounces, glory to God, and you only got four, then that means there's some growing you got to do so that you can get some more. Come on here, somebody. If your capacity, amen, you know, is, is, is a, is a 64 ounce jug, glory to God, but you, but you seem to be able to only really hold on to 12 ounces, you got to pray that God give you power to hold on to what he has poured into you. So sometimes God will obscure us because our capacity has not been reached. Amen. Listen, can I tell you this? You got to qualify for visibility. You must qualify for visibility. You want to be seen, but have you qualified? You got to be qualified before God opens up and shows the world what he's poured in. Can you handle the power of the light shining on you? Can you handle the pressure of people watching your life? You think it's all, you know, glory, but it's pressure that comes with people watching your life. Can you handle that? No, especially if you can't hold your temper. Especially if you don't know what to say out your mouth. Come on. Which means we got to come to a place where God can promote us. Promotion only comes as a result of us being good stewards in the place where God has called us. Have you been a good steward? Can you be trusted where you are so that God can open the door to where you want to go? Can you be trusted? Are you a good steward? And if you're not a good steward here... Then don't look for promotion to get you there. It's not going to happen. Can you handle your season of 
obscurity. Listen, the other thing that, that God does this for in us is because he has to mature us and he's trying to develop the mantle that's upon our life. Don't you know that every last one of us have mantles on our life when you read in the book of Exodus when you got time? Excuse me, read in Exodus 28, 5 and 6, and it talks about, amen, hallelujah, the, 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 the priestly garments and what the priest, amen, had to wear. There was a specific reason why the priest had to wear what they wore. Those things that they were wearing stood for number one, credibility. Are you credible? Can, 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 can we trust you? Where, where do you come from? Amen. Do, is the place that you come from crazy? Are you crazy? Can, can can you deliver the word? Is it trustworthy? Come on, amen. Uh, 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 are you are you a fly by night? Did you get your ordination on the internet? We need to know these things. These are things that we need to know. Are you credible? What's your reputation? Listen, your garments, your mantle speaks of all these things. Your credibility, your reputation. What's your reputation? Are you a hellion? Are you a hell raiser? Is the church that you came from, was you over there raising hell once a week? If that's the case, baby, guess what? You are not ready. You need to stay in obscurity till God finish dealing with you. Amen. Hallelujah. What is your skill set? Are you competent? Can you can you handle? Then we say that capacity. What's your skill set? What are you competent in? Are you competent dealing with people? Are you competent? Amen. Carrying. Amen. And dealing with power and authority. Can you deal with power or are you, you know, what I'm saying power hungry? How do you handle being an authority? Do you do you go crazy because you have authority? Are you a tyrant when you get a position? Are you are you can we can we trust you? These are things that your obscurity is 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 working on and purging out of you. What about your anointing? Are you anointed? Are you anointed for more than where you are? Now we can say it all day long. God called me the greater. God called me. He anointed me for more than this. But credibility, reputation, skill, and competence is going to really help us to see if that is the reality. What about your gifting? Are you gifted? Remember, we talked about those talents, those gifts and those talents were given. Amen. Hallelujah. To those who had capacity to carry it. Okay? And 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 what about expectation? Can we hold on or are we disappointed in the expectation that we have put on you? Can we, are, are we satisfied with our expectation? Obscurity is going to mature all of this. This is all in your mantle. Your mantle should possess credibility, reputation, skills, and competence. Come on here, somebody. Anointed, gifted, expectation, and wisdom. Are you walking around in foolishness? Can we can, can we trust you to walk in wisdom? Are you wise or are you walking as a fool? We need to know this. We need to know this. Hallelujah. Why? Why is this important? Luke 12 and 48 says, For unto whom soever much is given of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Don't get mad when the pressure comes because the weight has been put on you to carry this. This is what you said you wanted. This is what you said God called you to. But your seasons of obscurity 
was to make you so that you would be able to stand when God opened the door, when God began to multiply you, when God began to give you influence, when God began to increase your metron. You have to be able to handle all these things. So don't get mad about your obscurity. Don't be tripping. And 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 here's the thing. You got to be able to handle this properly. I need to read. I need to read this to you. Let's let's look at 2 Kings real quick. And I'm getting ready to close. 2 Kings. Let's go back to 2 Kings. Why is this important? Because every good leader, every good leader, listen, needs to be able to deal with these seasons of obscurity so that when it's your time, because leadership is not just about where you are right now. Leadership is also about the legacy that you leave behind. Okay. Good leaders leave legacy and by that, they open the door for other people to step into their momentum. If you are insecure, if you can't handle rejoicing over other people's gifts, if you're going to withhold the word of the Lord, the anointing or the pouring of the oil, because you don't want to see somebody else go further, then you need to stay in obscurity a little while longer. And I'm telling you, lead, being in a leadership position will try everything in you. When you say God called you, this is what you called to do. Listen to me. You have to be able to release others into their assignments. It's the will of God that other people, amen, will be able to walk in their assignments. Can I tell you something? If you have apostolic mantle in your life and and I, and I mean this the best way. And I've, I've talked to several pastors and a lot of people have gone through this. Okay. A lot of people have gone through this and I've seen it done and I'm against this. Can you not sit your whole church down? Don't do that. Because if you sit your entire church down, you mean your whole church is in sin? Listen to me. I need you to look in the mirror because if you sit your whole church down, then that means there's something wrong with you as a leader because the people that we shepherd are a reflection of us. And so what has to happen to us is, is that we have to learn how to give correction correctly. I'm great. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you this in the scripture. You have to be able to release people into their destiny. Even if they mess up, I'm clap my own self. Even if they don't get it right. Why? Because God still released you and you didn't do everything right. Do you still do everything right? Absolutely not. So why cannot we as leaders show mercy? Because I'm going to show you what happens when you hold on to the anointed and don't release it in the people that you shepherd. I'm going to show you what happens in the scripture. And if you don't like it, tear it out. You ain't got to read it again. Ever, ever, ever. Second Kings chapter 13. Let's look to the word of the Lord. Amen. And I want to look in. Look at verse 20. 2 Kings 13, and let's look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, And Elisha died, and they buried him, and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. Listen. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that behold, they, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Now, we rejoice and we say, 
Oh my God. He was so anointed that even in his death, he healed somebody. Can I show you the other side of that? This is the sign and the picture of leaders who take to the grave the anointings that they should pour into others. Notice Elisha received the double portion from Elijah, but who succeeded Elisha? Who did he pour into? Who did he put in his place? He had no succession plan in place. And if you don't have a successor, you don't have a ministry. Your ministry is going to die with you. Part of your obscurity. Notice Elijah called Elisha into a life of obscurity with him so that he could receive his mantle. But yet when Elisha died, he took it with him. What had been taught him, he did not replicate. What he had received, he did not pour into anybody else. And we are in a time where leaders are selfish. They are insecure. They are all about themselves. They think that they are the sign and the wonder. They think that they are the most anointed thing on the planet. If you don't have a successor, you can't let people succeed you if you don't let them operate. How do you know what they have? Stop sitting your church down. How about you go sit yourself down and go ask God what's wrong. Ask God to give you the right vision. Ask God to give you the right understanding of what is in the midst of you. You can't block the people of God. And if we keep doing this, we're going to take our mantles to the grave with us and give nobody nothing. People who sat in our ministries will have nothing but memories, but no mantles. Who can succeed you? Believe me, I have a succession plan in place and I'm working that thing because you're not going to be here forever. You're not going to be here forever. I know you believe in God that Jesus is going to keep you till he come back. But just in case he don't, you better have a plan so that somebody else can carry what you have. And they have to be able to catch your heart, catch God's spirit. Amen. And they got to be faithful and they got to be able to follow instructions and they got to be able to deal with their seasons of obscurity just as well. Do you have a plan? And your plan has to be that you deal with your seasons of obscurity, that you don't fight God, and that you be ready when God is ready to release you. That is all that I want to share with y'all on tonight. Amen. By God's grace, next week we'll continue launching your ministry. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. If the, if the word has blessed you and you want to be able to sow, amen, the information is at the top of this post. You can sow by Cash App. You can sow by PayPal. Put some seed, put some seed on this word. Put some seed on this word. You can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Especially if this spoke to where you are, put some seed on this word. You can sow $5. If you got a dollar, sow a dollar. I'm just saying, put some seed on this word. Amen. I pray the Lord bless you. And I pray that every person who is listening, whether you're on the podcast, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever, you know what I'm saying? If you're on Facebook, listen, start asking God. To help you to endure your seasons of obscurity and that you don't take with you to the grave what he ordained for you to pour into the life of some.
anybody else. This is the will of God. Please, please join us by God's grace next Tuesday at 9 p.m. right here in the Prophets Teaching Group. Amen. And on our Facebook page. Thank you all for all your comments. Amen. And encouragement as the word was going forth. Father, I pray for your people on tonight. I pray that you continue to strengthen them, that we would not despise our seasons of being hidden. God, help us to cooperate with your presence so that we will grow in our metron, so that we will grow in our capacity, so that we will grow in our mantles and mature in the gifts that you have poured into us. Forgive us for fighting against your process and all that you've been wanting to do in us. We pray tonight, God, for the grace to fulfill the assignments that you have called us to do for your glory and for your glory alone. In Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you. Have a blessed night. And listen, for those of you who have not signed up for the pastoral training class, we will be meeting. I'm trying to grab this thing, this um, calendar. We will be meeting in the month of March on the 28th. Amen. Saturday the 28th will be class number two. We are doing pastoral studies uh, one. Pastoral studies one. Amen. And a certificate will be available for those of you who would like to have a certificate of completion. If you want to get in the class, the class is absolutely free. How much is it? Free. If you are a pastor, don't just operate off your anointing. Remember, we talked about your mantle must have skill and competence. That needs to be in your mantle as well. And if you need that, then please send me an inbox or respond to this thread here where this uh, the video is and you can um, I'll send you the link so that you can catch up on the first class because the video is still available. Amen. And the second class will be on the 28th. We're only meeting once a month because I know everybody has grueling schedules. So if the pastoral training class is for you. Pastoral studies one is what we're doing right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we want you to get in that class. Amen. So that you can receive of the Lord. God bless you all. Thank you all again for joining us on tonight. We'll be back on next week by God's grace, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Prophets Teaching Group on uh, my Facebook page here. Amen. Amen. I, amen. I see your, uh, I will send you the link. Amen. I'll absolutely send you the link. And we'll also add you to our Facebook group. So that means I may have to add you as a friend to add you to the Facebook group. And that Facebook group only has messages about the class and the class only. Amen. Nothing else. Amen. God bless you. That is my prayer. Until we meet again, have a blessed night. Everybody, come on in. Okay. I see we're going to have a look. God bless you that are joining us by way of speaker. Have a blessed night. We thank God for you all joining us. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at penfed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? 
Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.